Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Best Life. Welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We've been, uh, honestly, I feel like we've been a little bit inconsistent. but just a, t- just a tad bit. Just a tad bit of inconsistency. But we're, we're planning on coming back and coming soon. Coming back strong. Soon there's, there's going to be a little bit more production, uh, production value. Yeah, we do plan on uh, having like a video like, format, yeah, video format. Um, actually setting it up in a way where, although right now I'm happy with obviously the platforms that it's on, but I want to set it up in a, in a better way with videos and with, you know, an actual, you know, studio set up for it. Yeah. So that that's, nice. that's coming very soon and um, it's going to be a lot more. Uh, production value that goes into this podcast honestly one of the main reasons that i feel like you know we jumped on the idea of starting a podcast was because me and you were 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 very similar but we have we have different i would say characteristics and different personalities i would say you're more so on the side of quiet i'm more so on the side of like loud yeah. But I feel like at the, at a core level we're we're very similar. Like I feel I would label myself as an introvert and I think you would too. I was surprised actually when you told me you label yourself as an introvert cuz I'm like you like growing up also cuz if you if you knew Ahmed um like in high school he he was like known as like the loud funny guy and like like to the point where when people would hang out with you you were telling me they would uh they would expect you to just crack jokes all the time and be that loud person. Yeah. When in reality, sometimes it's just you just want to chill. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think, I think, um, like I had that side of my personality, but it wasn't like, it wasn't my like regular personality. That just wasn't my general personality. For the most part, I was actually a lot more quiet and I was a lot more like, I, I want to say like, I was a lot more observant, I would say. Like oh, really? if 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 yeah, like even back then, like usually if I'm if I'm at a get together or I'm out or whatever it is, I'm usually the one that's like observing and like looking around and kind of taking mental notes and it, it's it's not rare for me to kind of be the loud one that's not really paying attention is just trying to have a good time and make everybody smile or whatever. Yeah. That's not rare, but at the same time like I think the first characteristic that I would say wouldn't be like outgoing or loud. It would be more so like observant. Like that's kind of how I would label myself. I was always a lot more like on the side of like just like looking and watching as opposed to like being involved and being out there and loud. Yeah. How would you define like introvert and extrovert? Because for me, um, the way I define introvert and extrovert is an introvert gets their energy from being alone. That's yeah. that's where they get their energy from, like being like in a very small circle of people, yeah. not in a large crowd. Yeah. Whereas extroverted, it's like they feel more powered, empowered when they're in front of like yeah. a large crowd, and they're yeah. and they get their power from being around people. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, uh, although I did become more outgoing now, uh, I still to this day would consider myself more introverted, mm-hmm. just because I feel like I. I get my power from being alone. Like I still really enjoy my alone time, um, and still t- like I enjoy being around people. But like I prefer being in small groups of people. Yeah, I think I think both like introvert and extrovert. I think it's about finding the balance. Yeah, and I think that you can't be too much of one thing because uh, I think both both have their benefits. Yeah. And I think if you're if you're if you're trying to kind of work towards 
living a more well-rounded, fulfilled life, I think it's important to be able to kind of put yourself out there and kind of connect with people. And at the same time, you don't want to just be putting yourself out there all the time. Like you need to retract. And that's, I feel like more of most of the development happens when you're alone. Most of the development happens when you're just kind of introverted Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, I feel like when you're extroverted uh, or when you're displaying extroverted tendencies, I feel like that's more so where I would say, you get a little bit more energized, you get a little bit more out of your element, out of your comfort zone. And then when you're, you know, you know, doing introverted activities, that's a little bit more so where you're developing your characteristics, you're developing your skills, you're figuring out who you are. So I think it's good to have both because that's kind of what propels you forward in life, I find. Yeah, although I do feel like when you are around people, it does stimulate more thoughts coming in. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, like, you your thoughts can be simulated by watching videos yeah. and stuff and gaining knowledge from that yeah. way. But it also gets very simulated by like speaking to people mm-hmm. who you've never speak before. Cause you, 100%. it's like you're sharing ideas and it's like very, yeah. very different. The, you know? Cause the way that I look at it though, is like, for example, if you look at a fighter uh, that's training for a fight, when they're fighting, like when, when they're in the ring and they're, you know, fighting, there's no more training. This isn't practice anymore. You know, there's no more getting better. It's about how good are you, you know? So when I look at like being extroverted versus being introverted, I look at being introverted as I would say practice for how you're going to conduct yourself in the world. And then when you're, when you're doing extroverted activities, which is putting yourself out there, I feel like it's not necessarily, it's more so just like, who are you? What are you displaying to the world? That's kind of how I look at it personally. So it's like, like every time. I go out, it's like, okay, how am I going to be better? How am I going to do better? How am I going to conduct myself better? So I think to a certain degree, there's definitely a lot you can learn from like going out and being around people and being extroverted. But I feel like the true development of character happens when you're more so alone, you know, alone or with another person. And it's more intimate, more quiet, more relaxed. I Because I feel like when you're extroverted, it's too chaotic. And when something is too chaotic, you can't order or you can't organize it properly. Yeah. You know, so you don't really understand what's going. That's why when something breaks out, like, let's say you're you're like a couple of times I would be with friends at like a, whatever, a get together or a party or at school. And then something happens, a fight happens. And in the moment, everything is just kind of going. But then when you think about it, reflect on it, when you get home later that night, you're like, oh, so that's what happened. Oh, maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. It's because in hindsight, you're in a calm situation, you can bring order to the chaos yeah. because the chaos, you're not in it. You're looking at it, you know? That's true. And I also heard that um, depending on the person you're with, you can actually pick up certain thoughts from them. Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone should very, should really pay attention to this when they're with certain people because you think you get thoughts. Sometimes those thoughts aren't always yours. Yeah. Like, you know how people act differently when they're with different people? It's because yeah. uh, sometimes... Uh, those thoughts and I actually heard that um, those thoughts can't really get into your mind unless you align with them Mm -hmm. so unless you align with them it's gonna be you'll easily be influenced by their thoughts oh yeah I you know what I noticed too I noticed um like sometimes when I'm hanging out with people I get random thoughts that aren't typically what I think of yeah and then then, like I usually like I before I used to say what why am I thinking like this but then I realized sometimes it could be that you're picking up on other people's thoughts. You know, thoughts mm-hmm. aren't, um, they're real things. Like they're actual, they're actual things that get put out. So when you think something, 
it's not like nobody else can access it. You know, it's that you put it out there and it becomes a, a, an actual thing that other people can pick up on too. It's just vibrations. Yeah. It's the same way. It's the same as like talking, you know, when we talk, I'm putting something out and your ears are picking up on the vibration. I think it's kind of similar with, with, uh, with thoughts on a subconscious level. I feel like we pick up on each other's vibes and that's what, that's what they mean by like, Oh, I don't, I don't get good vibes from this guy. Yeah. That just means their thoughts aren't in the vibration that you're, that you're aligned with. And that's why you feel uncomfortable around people sometimes. Because think about words. What are words? Words are made up of, made up by humans back in like, I'm sure there was a certain point in time where they used to communicate differently without words. Yeah. They, people would just like understand each other. Yeah. And it's, it's all about like the vibration. It's about kind of creating a language that's beyond just words or whatever. It's just kind of, there's something about communication that words just make it easier, but there's, there's always been communication even before the English or Arabic or whatever language that, that we have today. It's just, there was always, people were always communicating. Animals communicate. Yeah. Um, everything communicates. Nature communicates. So it's, it's beyond language, honestly. But, you know, I was thinking about, like, I was thinking about what you were saying earlier about, like, obviously, you know, you being surprised that I kind of saw myself as an introvert as opposed to an extrovert. I feel like, I feel like with, with people who are introverted, I think there's two ways to handle it. Because obviously, we kind of, we're both, I would say, introverts. I think that one way is to just kind of, be very like kind of quiet, be very, you know, just kind of in the background, not necessarily too involved in conversation, not too necessarily like get like, you know, getting attention. And then on the other hand, it's like, and I would say this is kind of how I handled it was you kind of feel that there's something like wrong with you. And you're just like, yo, well, like how come, how come you don't have that push to like be in front of people and talk to people? So I would always push myself. I would get myself out of my comfort zone and just be like, yo, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but I'm going to do it just because, you know, I think that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, everyone has to push themselves. Yeah. So I, I would always push myself. Like, that's why Twitter, I loved it because Twitter, I can like be as be whoever I wanted to be without mm-hmm. actually, you know, being, I could be in my house, in my room, in my comfort, <laughs> little, in my comfort zone, but then I could be tweeting some shit and it's like, you know, I'm putting it out there. People and I perceive I, it as you being like this crazy, funny, like, yeah, but it's like person. realistically, and, and it's not like, it's not like and I was, that's a part of you though. Yeah. But that's the thing is it is a part of me and it, but it wasn't like the forefront of, of, of like what I, who I was, I would say. That's like just one part of you. People, that's the side that people see. Yeah. Well, it's cause that's what, that's what's being shown. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I, I would remember like every time I'd go out, because obviously I'd make stupid shit on my, I'd say stupid stuff on my Twitter and, you know, people found it funny. So I remember I would go out and then I'd run into random people that would maybe follow me on Twitter that they, they've they seen my tweets or something like that. Um, and then they'd just be like, hey, so make us laugh. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, well, I'm not that funny. So <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to make you laugh. But it's, it's, it's weird because I feel like everybody has, I would say, the identity online and then the identity of who they really are. And then I think they're sometimes they overlap, but then sometimes there's like a, like a difference. Like, I feel like the person that you're perceived to be online is different than sometimes it's different than the person who you really are. And sometimes to a certain person, you're different than to another person. 
you know yeah, and it's like just like that. realizing that like as a, as a high school kid like it's it's tough to kind of understand that you're just mm-hmm. like well i have to be the same person to everybody you know if i'm cool to this person i have to be cool to that person yeah but it's like sometimes you're just you're a different person to different people it's That's not true. even about being fake but it's just there's so many different sizes uh sides of you as a as an individual that's just like that's just how it is. It's just yeah. you're different to different people. I remember I read a what was it? I read something online where they were basically saying that your everyone views you as a different person because they're pers- you're a different person. Like your mom views you as a certain person. I I view as view you as a certain person, and your friends view you as a certain yeah. person because you're never gonna be. Um, I mean, you're you obviously, but in like with their perspectives, their ideas, their thoughts, like Mm -hmm. they see you completely differently than how like your mom or I would see you. Yeah. People see you way differently. So it's like, who really are you? Like, what is your person? Like no one, no one will ever really know you except for yourself. Yeah. And you know what, man? Like I was, this was something that I thought about, like, or I, I had this like kind of little hypothesis a little while back and maybe you remember that little phase that i went to where i was just like holy shit what the fuck's going on i remember that it was after you watched the jim carrey documentary yeah the jim and andy one and then i watched the truman show and it just made me realize i'm like i'm just like yo like what what even like for example we kind of grow up and we tell ourselves like you know i have anger issues or you know i'm i'm the funny guy or i'm just the athlete or i'm the smart person and it's like we have kind of this whole identity of of who we are but realistically, I mean, that perception is, that's all it is, is a perception. It's not necessarily who we are, you know? So it's like, when you say, when you say, I'm ring, you know, what, what is that? What does that even mean? What if, like, if I say, who are you? And you say, I'm ring, like, what if your name was Deborah? You know what I mean? Like, then, <laughs> then you're Deborah. <laughs> or it's like, what if your name was Tiffany? You're, then you're Tiffany. That's who, you're, like, what does that even mean to be, that's- what does it mean to be almond? Yeah. You know? And it's like you you kind of peel the peel the fucking onion a little uh, like a layer deeper and you kind of start wondering like okay, well, uh my name is Ahmed, but I'm also like this funny guy. You know? Well, it's like are you funny to everybody? No. I'm funny to my close friends. So are you really funny? So okay, are so you- is that who you are or is that something that you've done or is that is that something that you've played or is that a role yeah. that you've played? Or is that a care? You know, and then kind of you narrowed it, you narrowed it, like you narrow it down a little bit deeper and you realize that you're just, you're, you're literally just kind of like a character. Mm-hmm. You're no different than an actor in a movie, you know? And it's like, I feel like you realize that the most when you're like, I'm realizing that, that now a lot at work, you know, is that you're essentially, you have to be a character. Yeah. Like you walk in, you're, Hey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? you and know, it's like you realize I, that like you don't really give a fuck about that person's morning. Person. You know, I remember like whenever I'd walk into stores, like this is back when I actually started working. Um, I'd see people who have that like, I don't know, just the way they, they're like super professional all the time. Like and they're the way they speak is like on point. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, is that like, is that how they are like mm-hmm. in real life? Like, mm-hmm. or is that is that how they are at home? Because like mm-hmm. at home, I don't know, like at home I kind of See, like, I can't imagine those people being just, like, laid back mm-hmm. and chill. I'm just like, yeah. how? It's because it's, like, it's literally characters, right? I mean, it's like you're just kind of putting a character at the forefront and you're just playing that role. Like, I mean, realistically, like, we had this conversation as well. And it's just like, I, 
consider myself, let's say, a an honest guy. You know, and that's part of like who I am. That's the part of the structure that I've built. Tomorrow, I can decide that I'm no longer an honest man. I can decide that, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a liar. Like, just like that, realistically. Yeah. You know, I could literally say, hey, you know what? I'm going to lie now for to everybody for about everything. And then just like that, like who I am changed. You know? So it's like, was that really who I am? Or was that kind of just something that I was putting on? Yeah. You know? And it's like, once you start realizing that these things that we hold on to aren't really who we are. Like you're not some guy with anger issues. You're not some guy with, you know, um, you're not just the smart guy or you're not just the funny guy. These are just things that you're kind of holding on to, to just create somewhat of an identity. You know, you realize that you're, that you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. I think that was my big realization as well. I had, um, there's these girls that I used to go to school with, like, um between grade seven to grade nine and uh so i'm i saw them the other day and then they asked me they're like what is it like putting yourself out there and they 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 also asked me they're like you just like they're like i remember you like i remember like how you were in school like you were very introverted like i'm still introverted but like i was very quiet and like Mm -hmm. calm like no like you wouldn't i was like i was friendly with everyone but no one would like i wasn't that person that would talk much you know it was Mm -hmm. very quiet like, how did you make the transformation from being like that to like the way you are right now, like putting yourself out there and speaking mm-hmm. in front of the world, like and like putting your, like anyone can literally hear my voice and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was that realization that made me uh, realize that I can be whoever I want to be. Why am I defining my, why am I putting myself in a bubble mm-hmm. where I'm just this quiet person and that's all I'm ever going to be? Yeah. For me, I'm like, no, that's not who I want to be. I want to be able to share my ideas. I know I have a lot of good ideas in my mind. I want to be able to share them. Um, I want my voice to be heard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I'm very against that whole, um, you know, people labeling. Yeah. People labeling you and people defining you as something. And that's all you'll you'll ever be. You know, it's funny. It's, It's funny because you realize like, if you take a look at the labels that you have of yourself, throughout your life you realize that they've actually been put on you by different people so like if if like for example as a as a young guy or growing up like you know middle school and stuff like that Ali my brother was always very very like he was the good kid like he was calm he wasn't causing trouble shout out to Ali shout out to Ali. <laughs> he was he was always he was always getting like he was even as a as a youngster he was getting good grades in school teachers loved him mm-hmm. adults loved him uh, he was, you know, all the other kids always liked him. He never got in fights. And then me, on the other hand, it was like I was a nightmare. Teachers yeah. were just like, oh, my People God. People labeled you as the bad kid. You know, and then, like, adults were just like, yo, this guy is, like, he's a funny kid, but, like, this guy is a handful. I was always getting in fights to a point where it's just like my mom, like, stop getting in fights. I'm like, I don't try to get in fights. She's like, so how come Ali doesn't get in fights and you get in fights? That's true. You know? No. So it's it just kind of comes down to, like, so, yeah, I mean, growing up, it was like he was always like the the labeled as the good kid. And I was always labeled as like the bad kid, the troublemaker um, to the point where it was just like I remember even at parent teacher interviews, it was just like because I would have teachers that Ali had the, the like obviously the year before. And then when I get him there or when I get that teacher, they're just like, 
oh, you're nothing like Ali or, you know, I expected you to be like this and because Ali was like this. And then I remember always in my head, it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'm just a bad kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I felt like I had to live up to that a little bit sometimes. Yeah, you have to live up to that expectation. Honestly, straight up, like, I, it's funny because as a kid, it's like you just felt like you just had to, like, I just felt like I had to be bad. I felt like I had just had to be, like, like when I, even when I did something good, I would feel weird about it because I'm just like, wait, this, I'm not the good one. Like, what the fuck am I doing something good? You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you kind of like start living up to these labels that you have of yourself. So I remember at a certain point, everybody would be like, oh, Ahmed, you're, you get triggered very easily, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, I get triggered very easily. So then ever since that, like every time something would happen, I would just get mad right away. Yeah. yeah I didn't even know why. Sometimes I wouldn't actually be mad, but I'm just like, okay, well, that's who I am. I just, you know, if somebody says something, I fight them. And then slowly you start realize that like you build this whole identity based off of things that you didn't even pick for yourself. Characteristics that you don't even like about yourself. Identities that were put on you as opposed to picked by you, you know? And I feel like everybody has the ability to kind of pick their their own identity and become their own person. And I think that that's what everybody should do. I think that we should all kind of go through our characteristics and go through our, our, our selves and figure out, okay, what do, what do I not like about myself? Okay, how, how can I change it? It's not going to be easy because it's, it's probably been habitualized for the last 20 yeah, years, sure. you know, or 20-something years or 30 years or whatever, 40 however, years. However old you are. Yeah, it's, it's been habitualized and it's like you made it a habit. But it's not supposed to be easy. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want something worthwhile, if you want to see changes that mean something, then it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to be easy. And the longer you wait, the harder it gets. So it's not going to get any easier. So, I mean, realistically, it's just about realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm worth it as a human being. My life is worth it. Maybe I can make something of myself. Maybe I can change who I am. Maybe I can switch this. I can be the person I want to be. Yeah. And it's like, if, if, if I don't try to be that person, then I never will. And some people are okay with that, but I know a lot of people aren't, Yeah. you know, and it just kind of comes down to just taking that first step and working towards that or at least moving in that direction, you know? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like it starts with, I would say it starts with parenting. And then I would say it starts with schooling. And then I think to a certain degree, it's a, it's a personal responsibility to yourself. Oh, definitely. You know, I think that a lot of people go through a lot of stuff. And I think it's very easy to say that my experiences are the reason why I am, I am who I am. And I blame my circumstance on my, on my, whatever, my, whatever it was, I was, you know, abused as a kid, or I was lied to by a friend, or I was betrayed, or I was stolen from, or I was a victim of, you know, mm. racism or this, or, you know, whatever it is, it's very easy to just point the finger at that and just say, well, what can I do about yeah, it? Yeah, that's why I'm like this. You know? But uh, I think what really helps is, uh, you know, uh, looking at other people that went through the same things you went through and just uh, and seeing how they made it out. Because a lot of people who, who've been through shit like that, um, they made it out and they made it out, like, great. Like, um, take Lady Gaga, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was like raped or something like mm-hmm. she was. Yeah, she went through a lot of shit and she's still famous. She's still making it. She's still inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you're in a situation like that, don't just I mean, it's easier said than done. But, you know, just know that there's hope. There's mm-hmm. hope for you. And there's 
you can make it out. Like, I don't think God or whatever you believe in would put you through something that you can't handle. And and I think the worst part is feeling like it's never going to get better. I think that that's the biggest misconception. And I think that that's how, I think that that's how you lose the battle. Yeah. You know, I think you lose the battle between, between the, whatever your inner self by kind of coming to the conclusion that, you know what, this is what life is. You know, sometimes I look back at like my high school life and I remember thinking like, okay, so is this what life is? The -hmm. friends that I have are going to be my friends for life. The people, the feelings that I have are going to be my feelings for life. The, whatever the the income that I have is going to be my income for life. And that's kind of what I thought. And then it's just like you go beyond it. And then you're just like, oh, I can't believe I thought that that, those friends are going to be my friends for life or that income was going to be my income for life. And then you get better. And then you're like, okay, well, this is it. This is what life is. Yeah. And then it gets better. And then you get through it. You just push through. You know, it's not easy. It's not like there's sometimes where you just feel like you want to give up. You want to say, fuck it. You want to say, screw this shit. And you want to just say, you know what, life isn't going to get better, and I don't see how it's going to get better. But it's it's not about you don't have to see it, man. It's just about trusting. You know, it's just about kind of pushing forward because that's how you develop character. That's how you develop, you know, that's how you develop yourself. It's by moving forward in the face of adversity because adversity is going to be there. And you know, the the, the the I would say the biggest thing that the the inner doubt or the the weakness within you has the biggest advantage that it has is the i would say it's like the false illusion mm-hmm. and it feeds you that false illusion and it makes you feel like there's no hope but it makes you feel like you're not as strong as you really are yeah you know and that's kind of the perception that it wants to give you and then it gives you that perception and then you stay where you are and you never get better or you you give up or you quit because of this perception that was created by whatever it was, your past or yourself or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So I think I think the important thing for me, and, and I think a lot of people might be able to benefit from this, is just realizing that, like, whatever it is that you're going through right now, it's not the end. You know, it's there's going to be better days ahead. Yeah, I think of your life as a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like exactly that's the best way to put it. It's like if your life is a movie, it's not, you know, most movies don't end. I mean, just yeah, look at your life as a movie. It doesn't. It's not always gonna. It's not gonna end badly unless you make it end badly. You know, like you have to make it out. You yeah. have to, you know, strive for your happy ending. Yeah, it's like be this. Be the star of your own movie. Like yeah. how how would the main character act? Yeah, you know? and think of you're it watching like a movie and you're looking at somebody who's going through some shit. How would the main character act? Yeah, how them? would you think? Yeah, how would you want them to act for them to get? Yeah, out? and it, it just that's literally what it comes down to. It's just realizing that right now it's not all like you right now are not all that you could be, and that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, there's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with not being the best version of yourself at this moment. You yeah. know. The, Let's try wh- for wh- it. Wh- where it, yeah, where it gets wrong is saying I'll I'll stop. Like, what's wrong is not moving towards that, moving in that direction of of development, of becoming a better version of yourself. You know, because you're cheating yourself and you're cheating the world. You know, if you stop, if you stop, then the world loses out on a great human being. You know, yeah. and I think I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that they think like I had this issue too. Like sometimes I look at like some of my my whatever people that I, that I would say I look up to or people that I take inspiration from and I compare myself to them. 
And I'm just like, fuck, like, why can't I live like, like, why can't I have that life? Why can't I have that, whatever, that knowledge, that happiness, that, yeah. that confidence, that this, that, that. And, and then I'm just like, wait a minute. First of all, everybody has their journey. So you can't look at the result and expect the result before you've put in the journey. Yeah, because those same people they've put in the yeah, and it's they like went you, through their yeah, you the look, things they had to go through. You look they at, had to yeah, you look at them, you look at them, and you're just like you've had your fair share of losses, you've had your fair share of defeats, you've learned along the way, you've gotten experiences, you've had mentors, you've had help, you've achieved. Now you've gotten to a point where I'm looking at you and I'm, I see a a completed picture. We'll say. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm looking like I'm at a point now where, like, let's say I'm I'm a young guy and I'm looking up to these people, these millionaires or these billionaires, and I'm just saying, well, you know, fuck, like, how come I'm not driving a nice car? And you're being very hard on yourself. I think that's stupid because you're comparing somebody's end to somebody's start, and that's that's so unfair to yourself. Yeah, it you is. You know, and I think comparing yourself in general is yeah. unfair. You know, not like, let alone comparing yourself to somebody that's way ahead of you, but comparing yourself to anybody. Unless it's positive, then don't do it. Yeah. And I think even if it's like, I don't know how you can compare yourself positively. I mean, taking it, taking it as inspiration. Yeah. Like if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. Like that. If, if, if it's negative, then stop what you're doing. Stop Mm -hmm. looking what other, what other people are doing and just focus on yourself. Yeah. I've noticed that in my job, dude, because like I work, I work in like a competitive field. Where it's like it's all about like individual performance yeah. and you're literally like kind of there's a sales team and then you're kind of put against each other to like see who's the best one. Yeah. And it's very easy to kind of get become bitter and become like jealous and, you know, hate on other people that are around you. It's very easy. And a lot of people do kind of uh, get involved in that. And to a certain degree, there was a point where I was getting involved in that. Like just that, you know, like overall, like, oh, fuck, he's did that. I have to do this. But then it's like I realized like as I was going, I'm like, what? What's my intention? Like, what? What am I doing? Why? Why am I being like this? You know, it's just you realize that it's it's not out of a place of, it's not it's out of a bad place. It's out of a place of like, um, what's the word? It's out of a place of scar- uh, scarcity. Yeah. It's not out of a place of abundance. You know, because realistically, everybody can eat. Everybody can be successful. This whole idea of like, in order for me to be successful, they have to not be successful. I think that's that's baloney. That's honestly yeah. garbage. That's oh, yeah, trash. Sure. You know, I think that there's enough for everybody to be successful. You know, now, will everybody be successful? Will everybody be positive and great and happy and, you know, supportive? No. But it's just it kind of comes down to, um, you know, not allowing yourself to become that. Stoop to that level. Yeah, there's enough for everyone. There's enough wealth, enough. I think you all. do a great job of that. I think you've you've always been the type of person that I've never I've never seen you talk bad about anybody. I've never seen you kind of look down at anybody. I've never seen you kind of get on some hater shit or oh yeah, I never say some never. negative shit. Is that was that something you consciously did or was that something that you developed? Was that like were you ever a hater? Or were you ever? I don't know. I was. Um, I'm trying to remember if I was ever a hater. No. No, I think I was always, like, the supporter kind of thing. Hmm. Like, even, like, you know, those people, like, even at a young age, like, online, I was never the type to be, like, to send hate, you know? Yeah. I feel like you're the type. I was the type to, like, leave YouTube I, comments, like, like jump sing- off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your mom. <laughs> Literally me. If you look at old YouTube comments with, like, no Yeah, no I remember saying that. I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? 
<laughs> no, I think I'm just I was just always aware that you know those are people, you know. Yeah. Those, those people have like feelings and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a and, lot like, of people dehumanize be... like through social media you kind of get dehumanized almost. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's easy for for people to look at them like that because I don't know. But um for me, I feel like when you send hate um like there's no good in it like for me it's just some hater shit you know like when you're sending hate to people you're not really gaining anything from it yeah, so weak. i'm like if you're not if you're, it's weak if you're not gaining anything for it why like why, why put someone else down like it's not gonna bring you up yeah and people I think, think that that's good then it's gonna make them feel better like in the moment maybe it's like yes but what made you realize that because I, I feel like like me for example i didn't grow up like learning <laughs> that like what made you realize that like was that was there something that happened that made you realize that? Was it, or was it just like random? That's kind of how your mind state was. I think it's just like observation. Maybe I, I, I don't think there's something exactly that happened. I think it's mm. just by observing mm. um, online. Yeah. I just like you know when when you look at for me it's like when I when I think I, it's when I looked at people that I like like that I admire and I see hate comments. I'm just like, well, what do you gain from that? Mm-hmm. And then I also learned. Uh, early on that people who hate who send hate um it's just it's only to con- strength they're trying to conceal their their own insecurities mm-hmm. i just i feel like if you're sending hate you're probably jealous insecure or yeah i don't know or you're, you're you feel bad about yourself clearly yeah or you're, you're trying to speak your mind maybe mm-hmm. that's your thoughts maybe that's just your opinion maybe mm-hmm. you're trying to share your opinion but i just don't think that you should share like some some things you should keep to yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's gonna make if it's not gonna make someone feel better about themselves, then don't share it. Like there, or you can just word it differently in a way where you're trying to help them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like sometimes there are things that need to be said that are the truth, and that truth may sometimes hurt. Yeah. Where sometimes you know you gotta step up and be like, yo, listen, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Yeah. You're fucking up right now. You're you're full of shit. But you can tell the difference between somebody difference. that's like laughing at your whatever your your shortcomings. Yeah. And somebody that's trying to genuinely help you. You know, you can tell the difference between the two. And it's very like and that that you know what that goes back to? That goes back to like what we we're talking about earlier how you can pick up on thoughts. You can pick up on vibrations. You can become become yeah. like pick up on like what people's intentions are. Like that's why you gotta trust that gut instinct that you have. If you if you come around somebody and your first instinct is like, oh, I don't know about this person. Yeah. Trust that. You know trust that fucking instinct. Because yeah, it's true. like it's telling you something. That's like there's a there's a structure that's within you that's much older than you, that's much smarter than you, that's designed strictly to protect you as a human being. As an individual, your mind is set up so that it protects you. Back in the days, it was from snakes. It was from predators when we were living with no homes and no shelters. We were just being attacked and being hunted by predators. That shit was yeah, always all like on people, alert. Yeah, that's and it all was, they had. Yeah, and then it was it was uh, it was like there was also a thing that we picked up on from other people, from other human beings. It was so that another human doesn't come and steal the food that I've gathered. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you kind of look at them and you have this way where you can tell somebody's intentions just by mm-hmm. looking at them and being around them. And that was a structure that developed through fucking however long humans have been around and quickly developed. It's probably even before humans. It was probably Mm -hmm. developed in fucking animals before before it was even developed in humans. So these are structures that nature has essentially embedded in our DNA. 
you know so for us to not use them and trust them because we've been told that you shouldn't judge by a book by its cover you're not judging a book by its cover you're trusting your instincts you're trusting yeah. your guts you don't have to you know and i'm not saying you tell them to go fuck themselves yeah but you just you trust that when it comes around when that thought comes around when that feeling of like you know i don't know about this guy or i don't know about this girl when it comes around you trust it you listen to that voice because the less you listen to that voice the quieter it's gonna get and the quieter that it gets the less the more um, the less in tune you are the less in tune you are and the more vulnerable you are yeah the more vulnerable because you're not listening to the voice so the voice is gonna be like okay go fuck yourself <laughs> you know what i mean but not really because it just quiets out because other shit gets being focused on in your mind that's true and uh that intuitive feeling comes from the heart um i actually uh, what was i gonna say for forgot <laughs> um is it, guys, isn't it the worst when you're oh, yeah, asking me in mind and then you forget it? It always comes back, though. Yeah, it's going to come back. You know what I want to talk to you about as well? I don't know if we should say this for another episode because I feel like this is a whole other rabbit hole within itself. Yeah. But it's the topic of um, death. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like, I don't know if we've talked about this before on a podcast episode. No, I don't, we would never. But I was thinking about death and i was thinking about is it something that just kind of happens randomly or is it something that we as individuals manifest you know and then the more i thought of it the more i kind of like looked around like you know things that happened deaths that occurred and stuff like that Yeah, you just observed the people who passed away yeah the more the more you realize that i think that there's a certain element of manifestation that yeah. goes on when, when definitely it, unconsciously yeah it's all definitely not conscious yeah unconsciously the same yeah, yeah because I, f- I feel like i feel like it's like to a certain degree once you feel like you have nothing left to give i think that that's when you kind of check out yeah you know oh my god um i was actually watching a video and they're basically saying that um the that the age that you you know we kind of limit our like the time that we have here we usually say that by 100 like usually everyone's dead you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna live past 100 like that's impossible getting to 100 within itself is like a crazy thing yeah for yeah for our society that's a crazy thing like living to 100 that's crazy but um so they observe people who actually did live past 100 lived to like 200 mm-hmm. if anything um so they actually found some lady in Palestine and they uh, they didn't know she was that old until they they did some um background check and they found out like her actual age like damn this lady is this old this she's like almost 200 mm-hmm. and she's still alive mm-hmm. and she's, she doesn't even look she's not she's wrinkly obviously she looks old but she doesn't look like she's about to die you mm-hmm. know she still looks like healthy and active. she still looks healthy and active so they uh, did some studies on her and they also interviewed interviewed her and they asked her what what is it that like that keeps you going and she said she responded with it's the love she has for her family it's the fact she just feels needed on earth she feels mm-hmm. needed by her family she yeah. feels like if she's gone that her that you her know, family she, will suffer her family yeah. will suffer and she doesn't want that so yeah. she, the love for her, the love she has inside of her for her family is so strong yeah. that she she keeps herself going. Yeah, and it's like if you look at if you look at like um, um, 
there's a new movie. I didn't watch it yet, but uh, Hassan was telling me about it. Basically, it was uh, it was called it was a movie called Ford versus Ferrari. It was a, it was a movie about a guy who's from America and he goes to do this race. It's based on a true story, actually. But he wants to do this race, and basically, this race every single year it's won by German-engineered vehicles. So every year, this race, like you have Ferraris, Porsche, BMWs, Mercedes, like you have all these crazy German cars that are like unbeatable. And every year they win the race. So this one year, Ford wanted to be part of the race. They wanted to show that they can design a good vehicle, a nice race car. Mm-hmm. So they brought this guy to kind of go do the race. And he was like a passionate, like his life was racing. He loved cars. He loved race car driving. That was like his absolute passion. Like that's what he lived for. So finally, he was put forward to kind of be the representative for Ford and race in this race. So he goes and he's, you know, he's racing. And it was like this whole story about that. Eventually, like at the end, just to kind of sum it up, he does the race and he ends up beating one of the Ferraris. So mm. they were both going at full speed. And in a car, there's what's called the red line. So if you press the gas hard enough and for long enough, the RPM of the vehicle moves up to a certain point where it's in the red line. Now, what that means is that the, the output of the engine is so high that it's basically in a dangerous zone. Mm. So the red line, you can't keep it in the red line for long enough, like for too long, Mm. or else the engine will explode and will just actually fuck up the car. So it's dangerous. So usually when you hit the red line, you have to keep it there like for a little bit, then you just kind of release the gas right away. So because the guy was a very experienced driver, he knows how to mitigate his way through obviously keeping the car on the red line. As opposed to the other driver who was driving the Ferrari, he didn't know how to do it. So he he was driving and they were going head to head. And they're now at this point, they're both on the red line. The Ferrari driver didn't know how to maintain it. So his engine exploded and it was just the Ford guy that continued forward. So everybody was amazed. Everybody's like, holy shit, this guy actually did it. Like he, they, Ford beat the fucking Ferrari and he was going and then. Damn, Ford beat a Ferrari? Yeah. That's crazy. But it was because it was mostly because of the driver they were saying. Oh, okay. So after that, um, the the kind of like the corporate people from Ford, they're just like, yo, tell this guy to slow down. Like the, the guy that was in the Ford, they're like, tell him to slow down because we want all the Ford cars to finish together. So it could look like all the cars finished the race and they finished first together. So the guy was like, yo, fuck that. Because he this was his passion. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yo, fuck that. And then they're like, listen, if you don't do this, you're not going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Sure. So then in his mind, he's just like, listen, I have a family. I have to take care of my kids. I have to do this. I have to do that. Fuck it. Let me just do it. So he slowed down and then they, they went, they finished the race together. Okay. After he finishes the race, they played with him and they didn't give him the first, the first place money. They gave him like third place money. So whatever he said, fuck it. He, he took it and he left. Yeah. But basically the legacy was left behind. Now, two months after that race. He died. The guy, he died. And how did he die? He died in a race car. So he died racing. Oh. And if you think about something like that, it makes you realize that it's just like, well, did this guy, like, did this guy reach his ultimate purpose? Yeah. Like, did he reach his ultimate purpose? Because how can it be a coincidence that he died two months after? Yeah, he did the biggest accomplishment of his life. There's a lot of scenarios that happen like that. A lot of scenarios like that. And you look at like, um, you know, there's like the list goes on. 
So it's like with even with somebody like that from that movie, it's like you look at his situation and you're just like, wow, like is it is it are you really gonna leave it up to, like are you gonna say it's a coincidence that he died two months yeah. after that? Was it you who told me or I don't know if I watched this in a video where there was some dude who was diagnosed with like cancer or something like that, mm -hmm. and then a few months later he was like needed for something. So his cancer went away, like he did the treatment and went away. Mm -hmm. So um so he was needed for something. He fulfilled it. Mm -hmm. It all went well. A few months late, go. A few months after that, he gets cancer. He dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually funny. I was just thinking about that person. It's um, it's actually uh, Khomeini, the the Irani guy. Oh, the old... he, it was you who told me about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So he, this guy was like, he was, uh, he was, um, he was one of the people that kind of helped or not helped. I would say he was part of the uprising of the Islamic Revolution in Iran. Yeah. So he was part of the the the, the movement that that took away the um, the uh, Shah from Iran and implemented like an Islamic government. Um, basically, he did that, and then once he reached the point of like whatever he's the he's the whatever the the leader of Iran, he got diagnosed with cancer. Right after that, Iraq invaded Iran, and obviously at this point, the leader needs to be the person that's fighting the war right he mm -hmm. needs to be the one leading the war so suddenly his cancer went away eight years of war oh so he didn't even do like any treatment well it's not that he didn't but it was just it was it just didn't get to a life-threatening level oh, like okay. it was gone yeah and then eight years of war went on and then after eight years he the war ended and then like literally a couple months after the war ended he got cancer again and he died Jeez. So it's just like stuff like that. It makes you wonder, like, like are we like it's definitely not on a conscious level. Like nobody's sitting there thinking, like, you know what, Friday, Friday is a good day to die. Like you, 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 you don't know when you're gonna die. Yeah, it's, it's an unconscious thing, but you do like manifest. But I think, it. I think to a certain degree, because if everything is manifested. How is death not manifested? Yeah, and I, I think, I think the way it works is. I think the way it works is whatever it is that you fill your mind up with. So mm -hmm. if you fill your mind up like, hey, uh, you know, my sickness runs in the family. You know, my dad had diabetes. My mom had diabetes. I'm going to have diabetes. Grandma. So by 40, I'm probably going to have diabetes. You know, you f you put that in your mind and you kind of That's believe true. it to a point where it's part of your subconscious. I remember you know? I actually experienced a situation like that where I found out something about my family and growing up, it was like something completely different. Mm -hmm. And then when the truth unfolded, I'm like, oh my God. And then it started happening to me. And at that time, I wasn't really um, knowledgeable about the mind, like, you know, the power of the mind, whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom was just telling me, she's like, stop, like, over, like, stop overthinking it. Like, just like when you stop thinking about it, it's going to stop happening. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm like mom, that, that doesn't make sense. This is a physical thing. How is it going to stop happening to me? And uh, it kept happening, it kept happening because, you know, I ignored that a few months. And then it wasn't until I accepted it and I moved on with it and I stopped thinking about it yeah. where I swear to God, it stopped. Yeah. Like it, it just stopped. I'm like, and then a few months after that, I, I like, you know, I just self-reflected on that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then all, after that, when learning about like the psychology of our mind, like our power, that's when I realized that, damn, you know, I was manifesting that situation mm -hmm. happening to me because because mm -hmm. it was legit a month after she told me about it mm -hmm. where it started happening to me yeah that's crazy you know you know it's funny man like do you, you remember remember that situation i have no idea like eczema 
No, it was something else, but I'll tell you after. I don't remember it. No, I don't remember it. But I had a, I had a, not really a similar situation, but it's just, it's funny to me, like the process of like realizing like what your mind is capable of. Dude, I remember once I wanted to play around with it because this was the point where I started getting into it a little bit more and I just kind of wanted to try something. So I was sitting down on a bus, okay, and it was empty, like the bus was empty. So I don't know if you guys remember the way the bus are set up, but there's like a row in the back seat and then there's two that are facing each other. But they're right in front of the the row that's in the back seat. So mm-hmm. I was sitting by the by the back seat, like uh, in one of the back seat rows, yeah. and I was by the window. So I was in the yeah. right corner. Oh, okay. There was a guy sitting in a in a chair right in front of me, and the entire bus was empty. So I remember, like, there was all the seats were available. Literally yeah. every single like, there was like ten seats that were in the back. They were all available. They were all available. So I remember I was just like. Hmm, I've been reading a lot about this like mind shit. So let me try something. So I started looking at Uh-oh. the guy. Okay. <laughs> I started looking at him. What did you do? And then I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make this guy get up and sit in that. Like I it's not that I told him I, it's not that I said I was gonna make him sit in another chair, but I was yeah. like, there was an exact chair that he's gonna sit. Like an exact fucking chair that he was gonna sit in. I'm like, I'm gonna tell him to get up and go sit in that. You're exact gonna send chair. him that message. Yeah. So I was looking at him and I was just like, okay, you're gonna get up and you're gonna go sit in that chair. Like literally just in my head in my head. It was so stupid. I was just fucking around. But I'm Did like, let happen? me let me see. So I kept saying it. I kept saying it. Two a stop passes by. He doesn't he doesn't do it. A second stop passes by, he doesn't do it. I'm just like, listen, you're gonna get up and you're gonna go and you're gonna fucking sit in that chair right there. And then bro, you fucking got up. You're joking. And I was just like, what's happening? He goes and sits in that exact fucking no. seat. I swear, I swear to God. That's actually freaking crazy. Like, what, what would make him, like, he probably picked up on your thought and, like, it probably take it took some time. And then yeah. he's like, no, I, I feel like changing spots. Let yeah. me move. That's what, and I was, I remember I got off the bus and I was just like, oh, I have Mind blown. I, thought, I felt like, I felt like, you know, like. I was like, like a. Like <laughs> I felt like I had powers. I'm like, whoa, am I Superman? <laughs> I was oh like, I was about God. to go start fighting crime at night or some shit. You know? I was like, <laughs> wear a mask, fucking put on a cape. Well, why not be a uh, Superman? Mm. I basically am. So I I never shared that story with anybody. You know, that's actually a very interesting story. It was so funny. I was like, what the fuck just happened? It was it actually blew my mind. But that was like one of the the initial moments that like made me realize that your thoughts aren't they're tangible things they're real things you know they're they're actual things that float around if you put them out there yeah you know so I mean I think I think you need that's, to be very careful with what you think and you need to be very careful with what the people around you think and that's tougher yeah, that's but it's why, about surrounding yourself with the proper people yeah that's why it's very 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 important to surround yourself with people who um. Who at least you you correlate with, you know? Like, don't if you're if you're hanging out with people who 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 think think about some shit that you don't really agree with. Um, eventually, it's those thoughts are gonna they're yeah. gonna influence your mind. Exactly. Eventually, like as strong willed as you are, eventually you, it will pick up on you. Know you know what, dude? Negative thoughts are more powerful than positive thoughts. I find because pop here's a here's a difference, right? Yeah. Positive thoughts require daily reinforcements. 
negative thoughts don't require shit. Yeah. So it just requires a little bit of slip. And then that little bit of slip will eventually keep growing, keep growing until eventually you're consumed by negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because negative thoughts don't require shit. You don't need to wake up and smile in the mirror and say, hey, you're fucking going to have a good day. You know, you could just wake up and you're consumed by negative thoughts. It's that easy. You know? Yeah. So it's like it's it's much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. Much easier. And a lot of people, a lot of people, they choose the easier route. They choose that kind of that. You know what? Why try it? Why try Mm -hmm. to, you know, strive for positivity? It's hard because it's not it's not a one day thing. It's not a one week thing. It's not a one month thing. It's a lifelong thing, you know, and then eventually things start clicking, you know, and one thing's once things start clicking, that's when you're in a good position. Yeah. That's when people start labeling you as lucky. Oh, John is a lucky guy. Reem is a lucky girl. No, it's not luck. It's just you've set yourself up to to receive blessings. Yeah. You know? That's how I see it as well. You've aligned yourself with certain things that are going to give your life a good a good outcome, good results. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've become so expectant of good results to the point where it's not it's not luck it's just life is going to cater to what your subconscious puts out that's true and sometimes you may not consciously realize what those things are or you may not consciously say you know what my you know what i could use a million dollars you may not consciously say that but if you set your subconscious up in a way where you expect blessings then blessings will come and that's you know that's all i gotta say about that nice let's end this bad boy okay thank you guys for watching please uh please share with your friends rate review uh it does really help the podcast when you write a review so if you enjoyed listening to our podcast if you enjoyed this specific episode share it with your friends yeah and Um, if you don't have any friends um, don't worry about it we're your friends we're here we we love you we love you we want to like you know i'll 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 give you guys a hug, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a word of, of support. I'll give you a kiss. Mwah. See, I'll do all that. I'm your friend. Can I get a kiss? Okay. I'm your friend. <laughs> all right. So leave your review. Well, I because your friend. I'm talking to my friends. Okay. Can I speak to them? So leave your review, write your reviews and have yourself a blessed, blessed, blessed day. Expect blessings and blessings will come.